Hello, loves. It's Nina Kovner with Passion Squared. Welcome back to the podcast. This is our first episode for 2020, and I am super stoked to um, talk about a topic that's spoken often about with my clients and behind closed doors, but our friend of Passion Squared, Rebecca Taylor, inspired inspired me to finally um, create this episode for you because she just shared a very honest and vulnerable experience she had um, with a professional beauty brand and around the idea of being paid and all sorts of stuff. So that's not what this is about, but this is about understanding a little bit around the context and history of, and it's just not in professional beauty, it's it's really any industry uh, when it comes to brands and the value that they see in their advocates and influencers and educators and speakers and those types of things. So let's start with context. Always, always starting with context. My background and and understanding and experience and wisdom around this is that I was an educator myself and I also was an education director for a distributor where I negotiated fees. I also was a vice president of marketing of a major hair care brand and I was responsible for negotiating contracts with art directors and platform artists. This was pre-Instagram and pre-influencer, but it's not that different. Fast forward to my world today at Passion Squared, I help several artists and well-known influencers negotiate their speaking fees, their class fees, as well as their brand contracts. So I definitely have a lot of context, 30 years of context, and I've worked on every side of this of this issue, this dilemma, this situation. And I don't talk about the details of any of those experiences because I don't really feel it's helpful. But what I do feel is helpful is to help you all have some context so you can advocate for yourself, so you can be more knowledgeable about the way that the world works and hopefully um, be able to, to charge your worth. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about as an educator, as a speaker, as an artist, what does that look like? Well, the first time that I ever, the first time that I ever spoke, I was a platform artist. Um, I was already an educator doing insulin classes and stuff like that. But the first time I was ever invited to an actual hair show to be on stage, to teach on stage, it was the New York IBS show. And again, guys, this was in the 80s. And um, we were asked to work for no payment. And we also had to pay all of our expenses. Now, context, I was 20. I was passionate, driven, broke. And I would have done fucking anything to support and advocate uh, for this brand and also to have the opportunity to get experience. At 20, I didn't have, I just didn't have the years in, right? I didn't have the hours in. I didn't have any of that. And so that to me was an incredible opportunity, an incredible value to be able to be invited um, 
not long after beauty school, not long after being an educator, to be invited to speak on one of the biggest stages in the world was a big fucking deal. And it was priceless to me. So I figured out a way to do it. And I was happy working for free. I was happy taking the train up to New York. I was happy to sleep in a room with eight people. I was happy to eat pizza and hot dogs and all that kind of stuff, whatever it took. I even borrowed outfits from friends to wear. So I was 20. Okay. So when we think about when we think about charging our worth, we always have to keep in mind what people are actually paying for. And when people make a decision about hiring an educator, engaging a speaker, an influencer, a platform artist, whatever you want to call them, um, you're paying for experience. You're paying for wisdom. You're paying for context. You're paying for bringing your community to the table, to the event, to the whatever. And yes, you're also paying for time. But it's not just a time situation because I have in the past, and trust me, I've had some really difficult conversations with people that have asked me to be part of their events, to speak at their events. And it's 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 hard. It's Those are hard conversations. But when you think about time, I've had people say to me, well, can you give a 20-minute talk at my event? Uh, what's your fee for that? And it's like, well, it's the same fee as if I talked for three hours at your event. The prep is the prep. And a lot of times 20 minute talks are way more difficult to prepare for because that's more of a keynote type vibe than an actual workshop of three hours. The time's the same. The time away from clients is the same. But what's most important is the experience, wisdom, and context I am bringing to your event. Me at... 53 years old after being in the industry 30 years and having incredible success and and all of those things. Um, and of course, the marketing to the Passion Square community. And yes, time. So this is very, very, very important. Important to understand because, <clears throat> because while it's insulting, yes, <laughs> it's insulting, we get to choose what we value. When we, we the influencer, we the educator, we the platform artist, we the consultant, I mean, whatever it is that you are seeking to negotiate, whatever it is that you, um, you want, you're going to put that value onto that and the brand's going to do the same thing. You can always say no and it doesn't have to be shitty, mean, short, you can still be gracious and kind and grateful, but not ever, every opportunity is an opportunity for every individual being. So as always, one size does not fit all. It just doesn't because each opportunity is different. We all bring different value to the table. And then the company that we're choosing to do work with, they also bring value. And that's going to be different depending on what your objectives and goals are as a business person, as an educator, as whatever. So those are definitely things that you have to think about when you are um, choosing to engage. And again, whether that's being an influencer, whether that's being an educator, uh, whatever. So several times over the years, I have, I have calculated the actual cost. 
if we were going to strip away the experience, the wisdom and context and all of all of the all of that, all of that goodness, if we were to strip it away and just look at it in terms of flat hourly value, and this may be an exercise that you want to try. Um, it, it's fascinating because it seems like it seems like that someone asks you to go do a class or someone asks you to go uh, go to a trade show and be a platform artist and do a 30-minute segment or someone asks you to whatever, any of those things. The amount of time, just raw time it takes to prepare, the amount of time it takes to travel, the amount of time it takes to be at the event, the amount of exposure that you are giving that, that company, that trade show, that brand, whatever, for marketing the event, just that, all that time, minus the experience, wisdom, and context, it adds up to a fuck ton. Now, <clears throat> I just did, I just did an example that I want to share with you just to kind of take you through the, the framework that, that, that I apply when helping others, when, when negotiating, um, on, on behalf of myself or my company, uh, when someone engages me personally to give a talk, a class, a workshop, um, it takes a minimum of a minimum of eight hours to prepare the actual class. I don't do any canned classes. I don't like have a class and then just like say, here, here's a class. Like I don't do that. I custom design every single talk, every single workshop, every single class. Because each year it's different, times of year are different, audiences are different, context is different. The type of talk I'm going to give, a, a keynote talk to a at a private event to a very specific group of people is way different than like what I'm doing next weekend at ISSE Long Beach, which is a very broad audience um, that I don't have a lot of context with. So the, the way that the information is delivered the actual information itself, um, it's custom made every single time I give a talk. So that's a minimum of eight hours. And if I charged $250 an hour, which is my coaching rate at Passion Squared, $250 an hour for eight hours, that's a lot of fucking money. That just there, right there. And that's the minimum. That's the minimum. Um, that's $2,000. I'll probably, you know, usually spend closer to 10, 10 hours. Okay. Dog care. <laughs> Dog care, child care, right? Um, that's over $100 a day for, for me, for me personally. Totally worth it because those are my children. The safety and security of them is, of course, the most important thing. But if I'm gone for five days, that's $500. Well, it's actually more than $500. So that's a lot of money. Let's talk about social media posting. If you are an influencer of any kind, you already know what the value of your page posts are, your video posts, your link in bios, your, your Insta stories, your polls, your swipe ups, all that inventory as an influencer. You have so much inventory as an influencer. And that could be blogs or podcasts or Instagram or Facebook or email marketing. I mean, the inventory is very, 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 um, there's a lot. Let me just put it that way. So let's just say that if you're like a micro influencer, um, under 50,000 followers, 
um, let's say you're under 25. Let's say you're under 10, whatever. And let's say that you, if you were negotiating with a brand for your influencer marketing contract using, if you, on your media kit, you had all of your pricing for all the different types of inventory that you offered as an influencer. Let's just say that those posts were 200, let's say $200 a post, just $200, which is low which is low. And that's not even exclusive. That's just a basic like, yeah, I'll post about your brand, your event, your whatever. I'll use your hashtags. I'll at mention you. I'll tag you. Just just basic, basic stuff. So if it was 200 and you did, let's say 20, 20 between Insta stories and posts, that's $4,000 just right there. $4,000. Now I can tell you for a fact that I will probably, on behalf of the company, my company, Passion Squared, when I'm at ISSE Long Beach next weekend, I will likely be doing a minimum of 10 stories a day. And it'll be Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, so, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, 10 stories, that's 30 stories. 30 stories that will be all about that event. There's a fuck ton of value in that exposure. So let's just say that even though Passion Squared is not an influencer, I'm not a personal brand. It's not a personal brand. But let's just say that Nina Kovner was a personal brand. And let's just say that I was seen as a micro or nano influencer. And let's say I did charge $200, again, low, $200 per story. And I did 30 stories. That's $6,000 in marketing value. Six thousand dollars so we've got two thousand dollars in prep we've got five hundred dollars in dog care we have six thousand dollars in social media marketing value the actual teaching of the of the classes or giving the talks whatever that time is uh, time away from clients in, in my case is priceless I mean and I, I can't put a price on it because uh, I'm coaching online and it's not like seeing clients face to face. But if you see clients face to face and you are taking people off your books to go elsewhere, that you can actually do those numbers, do that math. So add all that up, right? And I mean, we're over $10,000. Now, there aren't many people, because I know this, there aren't many people that are getting paid 5000 a day for teaching a class. Um, there are people getting $5,000 a day for teaching a class, but there's way more people that are not, right? And I'm not saying that's the number. I'm saying the more you understand how to value your contribution as a platform artist, as an educator, as an independent artist, as an influencer, the more empowered you are. And um, this is not anti-brand or pro-brand or anti-influencer, pro-influencer, or anti, it's not about, it's not about that. It's about having enough knowledge and self-awareness to advocate for yourself. Now, in my new book that I just released called My Awesome AF Boundary Book, I give uh, over 30 conversational situations to help you talk about all sorts of shit from pricing with clients to no shows to 
abusive clients to all that. But there is actually one of those conversations in my new book is someone asking you to speak for free. Speak, talk, teach, whatever you want to call. So I'm going to read through this. And of course, I'm going to urge you to get my book because most of this, a lot of this is about people pleasing. A lot of this is about codependency. A lot of this is about fear when it comes to um, negotiating your um, contracts and your fees and and all of those things. Now, of course, there's also just lack of knowledge um, in many cases. So here's the way that it's laid out in the book. The situation is a company asks you to speak for free, teach for free. The no boundary response is to just be like, yeah, and then slide into the DMs and start talking shit about the company. I really want to work for this company. And I said yes, but I can't believe they're not paying me. And like, that's so like, I, I feel bad about that. And that, you know what I mean? And that, that's not, that's not healthy boundaries. That's being walked over, walked all over. Now you could be stoked to work for free. Again, my example of New York IBS when I was 20 years old. Here's a healthy boundary response. And let's walk all through this. So depending on your goals and objectives, you may or may not want to speak or teach for free. Again, if you see value in the opportunity, then be clear with the company what you're willing to do for them, the timelines and the expectations of the relationship. If you don't want to speak for free, you have every right to gracefully decline the offer. Remember, not every opportunity is an opportunity. And also remember, for some, exposure is valuable. For others, it's insulting. So here's the conversation. Before you respond, get clear on what outcome you are seeking. Be clear, kind, and firm. The company, hi, Nina. We would like to invite you to give a talk at our event. And then here's my response. Oh my God, thank you. That means so much to me. I love your company. What type of talk? Who is the audience? What are the dates? What is your budget? I always, always go to what is your budget because we could go take hours emailing back and forth, DMing back and forth about how awesome this is going to be. Come to find they have no budget. This could be, again, if you're teaching in salon classes, as an independent, anything like that. Company, well, we don't have a budget, but we have a ton of customers and you will get so much exposure. And then this is me. I'm so grateful for the offer and understand that some educators want and need exposure. That is not the case for me. If anything changes, please let me know. Thank you again so much for thinking of me. Now, there's nothing wrong with that response. It's clear as Brene Brown would say, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. This is clear. It's honest. It's authentic. It's genuine. It's graceful, you know? Or I could say, your event sounds awesome. Do you have a budget for expenses like travel, hotel, and food? If so, I'm interested in chatting. So again, back to objective. Maybe I do really want to go to the, that event. Maybe I see more value in being there than what they can pay me. So now the quote unquote working for free sounds interesting. So that would be a different type of response. Your event sounds awesome. Do you have a budget for expenses? If so, I'm interested. Company response, no, we have no budget. So now I have to make a decision. Is it worth making a significant investment in time, in experience, in context, in marketing, dog care, 
preparation, blah, 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 right? Here's my response. Well, I would love to be there and so appreciate the offer. This is not an investment I can make at this time. If anything changes, please let me know. Thank you. No drama. Loves, this does not have to be as difficult as we make it. And one of the reasons we make it so difficult is because of codependency, which is why I wrote my new book, my awesome AF Boundary book. And then, of course, the other side of it is just not knowing, right? Not having not having the in, in, information. So that's it, loves. I, I want you to, yes, stand up for yourself. Yes, advocate for yourself. All of those things I want you to do. But you have to remember that we all are going to invest in what we see value in. And if, if you see value in something that a brand has to offer and you're willing to invest your time, awesome. And then when you stop, when you're no longer willing, that's okay. And vice versa. When a brand sees value in you or company or trade show or whatever, they'll make the investment. When they stop seeing the value, they'll stop making the investment. You can always say no. You can always say yes. And the more knowledge and experience and wisdom and context that you bring to the table, the more you'll be able to charge for your contribution. Now, I'm going to wrap this up with something that is such a, it's a perspective keeper. And I love this story because, um, I love this story because it, it reminds me of it reminds me of the humility and the thrill of the beginnings. And, you know, I was sharing that, 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 that story about IBS New York when I was 20 and that we didn't get paid expenses. We didn't get paid a fee. By the way, I worked four days on stage um, <laughs> and uh, was grateful as fuck for every one of those moments. And the second year I was asked, the second year I was asked, it was a little different. And the reason I'm so grateful to remember this story is that in 2012, after being at the height of my career, I walked away from money, security, recognition, support, and all of it to start Passion Squared. I started over. I started over, which meant that I started over, just like IBS, New York, when I was 20. And so I've done this a few times. I've done this a few times. And so again, the context and experience and wisdom, those things are very valuable. So let me tell you about the second year. And it brings just such a smile to my face. And I'm actually getting super emotional because duh, it's me. So the second year, same thing, right? We want you to come. We want to invite you to be on stage and teach all weekends. And... um you know, you, you're going to have to pay your expenses. Now, again, thinking of a fee, it was never even in our, our minds, you know, um, but we still had to pay our expenses. And of course, again, I was a kid and I'm like, yes, give me the experience. Give me the wisdom. Give me all the things. Like it was the most amazing opportunity as a young, as a young hairstylist and a young educator. And so we worked our ass off. It was wonderful. It was amazing. And, you know, still to this day, I have relationships that began being cultivated back then. And so the value is, it's priceless. The value that I received, the experience that I received, the all the things that I received from those days in the very early, early beginnings of, of my career. And at the end of the show, our regional sales director he had this huge smile on his face 
Then he mused him. Never forget. And he said, he got us all together, the group of educators together. And he said, I, I, I have something for you. And he had his hands filled with envelopes. And he had managed to negotiate with the corporate headquarters that we would each get paid $100 for our weekend educating at IBS New York. And I am telling you, that was the most amazing $100 I had ever experienced as a as a as a young educator, as a young hairdresser, not about a year out of beauty school, if that. And I was given a hundred dollars. It was so much money. And 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 it was not expected. And we were so grateful and so excited and felt so seen and so valued and so heard. And so, yes, money does those things but so does experience. And especially for those of you just starting out, there is a lot of value in experience, but there's also a lot of value in getting fucking paid. And I totally understand that exposure doesn't pay the bills. I totally understand that that we all have different scenarios and different situations to where we are required to earn a certain kind of type of money, level of money, whatever, I get all that. I get all that. Um, but I really want you to think about all the things, all the things when you are preparing for any type of price discussion, value discussion, and take all of those things into consideration and absolutely advocate for yourself and absolutely um, understand your value and understand your worth and understand the people that you choose to partner with and their value and their worth. But what I know for sure is we have to, we have to be clear on that first. We have to work on our codependency and people pleasing. We have to understand how to practice healthy boundaries and have healthy conversations before we're going to get to the other side of this. So thank you so much for listening. Rebecca, thank you for that video. It, it really inspired me to finally get this on record, these stories and this information that I think is crucially important for so many people. And um, we'll be back next week with a fresh new episode of the podcast. If you're listening for the first time, thank you so much. If you enjoy the People, Passion, Purpose podcast, please share it with your friends. You can follow us at Passion Squared on the gram and find us at passionsquared.net on the internet. Thank you all so much. I love you. Grateful AF for you. Have an awesome day. Bye.